Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Dorito, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, September 3rd, 2017. Our text for the day is from Romans, the 12th chapter, starting at verse 9. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit and serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning holes on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I knew better in the fall of 2014. I knew better. And yet I got lazy. I got lazy in the fall of 2014, and I have no excuse other than I got lazy. Although I did not discover just what my laziness had cost me until this week. For you see, in the fall of 2014, every year, every year, I service our generator before hurricane season starts. And in the fall of 2014, I was done with a lot of different things. I just had it. And so I let the generator sit there during the winter of 2014-15. And when we moved here, I drained the gas out of it so they would move the, uh, they would move the generator in the truck. And then this week, I went out there to get to the generator and opened up the carburetor. And of course, there is what? A whole lot of stuff left over because we use ethanol added gasoline. And that carburetor, as I went to rebuild it this week and to service it, I, uh, you know, got the seafoam out. I think I should start buying that stuff by the gallon, by the way, instead of by the, by the shot glass. And, uh, I scrubbed and scrubbed. I went to the door. I said, Aaron, have we got any extra toothbrushes? She said, it's weird because I'm holding a bottle of seafoam in one hand and I'm asking for a glass bowl and a toothbrush. And she's looking at me like I've lost my mind. I get that look every morning when I wake up, by the way. But, you know, this, this carburetor, and I've done this so many times with this carburetor. I've taken it out. I've cleaned it. I can do it in my sleep. Well, this week, that stuff, that leftover residue, gummed up everything. And I got it cleaned up and I redid the seals and I slid it back on there and I went to crank it and the only thing getting cranky was me. And the longer this story went on. And so I I started going through the Rolodex of my brain and I realized that I had forgotten 
to clean out the little needle valve that comes up as it works off the flow to the carburetor. And so I open the carburetor back up and, the, and this needle valve is stuck in there. It reminded me of in third grade when I left the glue bottle open and it covered the bottom of my desk, okay? It was that stuck. It's one of those old-time desks that used to open up like this. and um, That stupid little needle valve would not come out. And I threw everything I had at it. And I got so mad that I just said, to heck with it, or something like that. And I put it in the garage, and I went to bed. And at about 2 o'clock in the morning, I had an epiphany. Long story short, I wound up ordering a new carburetor yesterday, okay? Because I just, I'd had enough. I'm like, you know, send me the seal, send me the gasket, send me the whole shoot and match. I am done because I could not get that needle valve out. I threw, like I said, I threw everything I had at it. I threw, you know, and I, I went through all the deals. And the only reason why I had to order a new carburetor, and the only reason that needle valve got stuck is because I got lazy. Because every one of us who's familiar with engines knows that at the end of the season, you drain the gasoline. You also know to run the engine at least a half hour, twice a month, to keep the stuff flowing, to keep it lubricated, and I got lazy. And on Labor Day weekend, I think there's no more appropriate thing to talk about than laziness. You see on the front cover of your bulletin, four words, Four words, and these four words, work hard and dream big. Working hard and dreaming big are stock and trade of the Christian people. And when we forget about working hard and dreaming big, we get in trouble. And today, Paul is rolling through in this letter to the Romans. He's, the NRSV editors have so eloquently named this section of the, of the text, Marks of the True Christian. And there are no words minced here. These are instructions to you and I about how we are to live, and they are to become as much a part of our faith as cleaning out the generator and servicing the carburetor are part of running a generator in South Louisiana. And I want to ask you this. I'm going to reread a lot of what Sandra read, but I want you to listen with the following in mind. Am I doing what Paul calls us to do? Am I doing what the Scriptures challenge me to do? Or am I being lazy? And in the process, sticking the needle valve of the carburetor of my soul. Ask yourself, am I living in this way? Paul says, let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. So far, pretty easy, right? Then he says, love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Is our love rooted in Christ or is our love transactional based off what you will and won't do? He says, do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit and serve the Lord. You know, you can preach a Bible study. Forget a sermon. You can do a whole Bible study on each one of these phrases. But I'm asking you as we go through this, what needs tending? 
Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Are we living up to that? Are we rejoicing in hope? Are we patient in suffering? Are we persevering in prayer? goes on, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. That's easy, right? Everybody's pretty much ace to that one, right? Yeah? Raise your hand if you have no trouble, none at all, blessing those who persecute you. Are they not listening choir or are they listening perfectly? I'm a little nervous here. And yet what happens? There's a reason why Paul tells us, bless those who persecute you. Because it is important. We have to keep the bigger goal in mind. And the bigger goal that we have is to love the Lord our God with everything we have and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And we cannot live up to what God calls us to do if we allow ourselves to get lazy with these things. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Another one we have no trouble with, right? Oh, thank you. Live in harmony with one another. This is especially no problem for Christian communities like churches, right? We live in harmony with each other all the time. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Anyone acing that test yet? Do not repay anyone evil for evil. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. I know in 2017 America and in 2017 American church, we've got this. And Paul could have left this out, right? We live peaceably with all, right? Right? No. We live peaceably with those we like, right? We live peaceably with those with whom we agree, right? And we run around and talk about those people that we don't like or don't agree with, right? Right? Okay, good. Y'all fell for that. That's good. But he says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. I tried rewriting that once. I wanted to put in parentheses, God talks about vengeance, but he says nothing about revengeance. It doesn't work. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. How many times do we get caught in that trap of wanting to justify what we've did or making sure someone pays for the work, for the hurt that they've put on us? How many times do we in the church get caught up instead of forgiving and being forgiven, instead of giving people the benefit of the doubt? How often do we crucify one another? rather than embrace the idea of forgiving and being forgiven? How many times do we spit in the face of those who apologize because we say they're up to no good? And how is that building on the kingdom of God? Paul goes on and says, No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not overcome evil by evil, but overcome evil with good. 
The reason why we fail at 100% of those things, and yes, I'm using the all-inclusive 100%, 100%, is because we get lazy and we forget the bigger goal. We forget the bigger picture. We get so caught up in being right and we get so caught up in others being wrong and we get so caught up in our what-should-be's that rather than doing the hard work, rather than doing the labor of being a Christian, we get on our self-righteousness and say, I'm done. But you know what happens when we do that? Do you know what happens when we fail to be those who forgive and are forgiven? Do you know what happens when we take our time to destroy one another and when we take time to destroy reputations, when we take time to destroy communities, when we take time to do all the stuff that we do that runs counter to this? We are failing to clean out our generators. And we, are, we get stuck with a messy old carburetor that is full of gunk and grime, and no matter how much you clean it, no matter how much shiny, how shiny it is, the littlest part can make the whole thing quit running. So what is it in your life that is stuck, that is keeping you from living up to the marks of the true Christian? What is it that is keeping you? What is it that is keeping us as a church? What is it that is keeping us as a community from doing that? when we forget the bigger goal. It is much easier to complain about what we don't have or to complain about what we do have or to complain about this, that, and the other than it is to live up to the marks of a true Christian. Labor Day Sunday is the absolute perfect day for this passage to be in the lectionary. Because it reminds us that we all have work to do. We all have work to do if our personal lives are going to be fulfilling in the faith. We all have work to do if our church is going to be fulfilling the calling that we have. We all have work to do if our communities and our societies and our world is going to be better. So let's take Labor Day Sunday as a way to be reminded that we better work hard and we better dream big. Because if we don't work hard and we don't dream big, then we're going to wind up with a faith that is as non-functioning as the preacher's generator. Because we fail. Oh, and the back side of that story, the reason I had to order a new carburetor is because I got so mad when I was fooling with that needle valve, I actually cracked the housing of the generator. Alright, so... When you realize the, the mistakes you've made and you get frustrated and you try to fix it quicker, you just wind up having to tell the wife you just dropped a few more bucks on a carburetor. Don't be like the preacher in this generator. Don't let your faith be like the preacher in the generator. Clean it out. Keep it in tune. Work hard. Dream big so that it is not us but God working through us. Thank you for listening to this podcast from First United Methodist Church of Derrida, Louisiana. Find out more about us at fumcderrida.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash fumcdr. Have a blessed day.